This is the word. Be to God. Hi, everyone. It's my third attempt to see you off. It was kind of uh, going once, going twice, gone. So uh, we'll see how we go. I could listen to Jeremiah reading those foreign names and place names all day, couldn't you? It's just a beautiful thing. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, we pray that uh, um, as I attempt to expand your word now, that uh, you would make it useful to us, encourage us, strengthen us and establish us for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen. So we uh, come to the end of the Joseph narrative and the end of Ridley students who are leaving. That's a disturbing number of them, of course, as we saw a few moments ago. Um, And it's an odd passage, I'll just admit up front, to have for a valedictory service, isn't it? There's fully 19 verses about where to bury Jacob, (laughs) five verses about where to bury Joseph, and then there's a kind of squabble in the middle between Joseph and his brothers called expository preaching friends (laughs) all scripture is inspired and useful blame paul barker Um, so you might be wondering has uh, rosner lost his mind but but i think actually there is something here for us and it focuses on the promises of god and it gives us hope and confidence as uh, we move forward especially those who are leaving So stay with me. Um, I think the death of Jacob and Joseph and his squabble with his brothers is of real help to us. Now, speaking of the promises of God, I thought I'd tell you about uh, three childhood gifts that I received that I remember quite well and felt especially chuffed about. Uh, Slide one was a transistor radio. (coughs) My grandfather returned from his overseas trip when he retired. That's how he did it in those days. And he brought Lynn and I... Uh, back from overseas, a transistor radio. Some of you don't even know what that is. But uh, it was so exciting, and I still feel kind of, as I think about it. Uh, The second one was a really exciting present, a four-colour pen. Now, it was terrific, and we were more easily pleased in those days. (laughs) But the same pen, four different colours. And then the third one, which is the one relevant to the sermon is a promise box. Okay, now how many of you actually even know what a promise box is? Most people. Okay, so the promise box came with tiny little scrolls and a pair of tweezers. And you could pull out your promise from God and open it up. And I think growing up, I I made more of the promises of God than I do uh, in this day. And uh, maybe I made too much. But uh, the problem, of course, with the promise box is that it's completely divorced from context. You pull out your promise, you have no idea who it's said to, where it's come from or anything else. So a favourite promise these days in many circles is Jeremiah, speaking of Jill and Jeremiah, 29.11. I know the plans I have for you, that you will prosper. Okay then. So that's the kind of thing that can happen when you pull a a verse out of context, out of a promise box. Or uh, the prayer of Jabez is kind of a promise that... uh, God will bless me and enlarge my territory. I always wanted to write a a book called The Prayer of John the Baptist, where he prays, um, uh, may I decrease and the Lord Jesus increase. But I'm not sure if a publisher would take it. So uh, you need historical context, you need uh, literary context, you need something about salvation history and place in the canon. It's called biblical theology, and there's a dictionary for that. (laughs) Now, as it turns out, 
all three passages concern the promises of God. That's my segue, that's how we went there, that's how we got back. Um, The first thing we learn from these three scenes is that to the very end, we must stay focused on the promises of God. And the promises, interestingly, that Jacob and Joseph focused on, as I mentioned in a previous sermon, are the same as the promises that we focus on today. We need to trust unswervingly in the promises of God. So which promises are we talking about? And uh, how do I get this out of this passage? Well, in 29 to 32, the end of chapter 49, uh, Jacob slips a few names into the narrative. And I don't think it's accidental. So when he, Jacob, gave the instructions, and then he talks about Abraham, the end of verse 30 and the beginning of verse 31, And then Isaac is mentioned as being buried there too. And and if you know anything about reading the Bible, and of course you do, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob is code for the Abrahamic covenant, isn't it? And uh, that's what we're seeing here. So Jacob is in Egypt and he says, I don't belong here. I belong where the promises are going to be fulfilled back in the promised land, the land of Canaan. And the land of Canaan appears four times in our passage. And again, it's not accidental. Verse 30, uh, Mamre in Canaan. And then uh, verse 